Hello, everyone. This is Chris. This is Andrew. This is Jack. And this is Ryan. And you are listening to the only podcast that matters. Fantastic. Yeah. So based on the success of our previous two music cast episodes, we figured tonight would be another music cast installment, episode three. <laughs> Who <laughs> considers the first two successful? <laughs> <laughs> well, in our own, in our own estimation. We are kings in our own minds. Episode three, Revenge exactly. of the Pod. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have like four fans by now, so come on. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they must Four and have, a half. They must have Four gotten half. Be modest. Okay. Right, are we doing averages here? Yeah. Yes. Medians. Yeah. yeah, well, there's the three of us. 4.5 fans and a white picket fence. <laughs> based a on a recent census. <laughs> 4.28 fans people. love us. Yes. <laughs> awesome. The other 3.9 are undecided. <laughs> Beautiful, Jack. Uh, we'll reel them in with this one. Don't worry. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, that is right. Is it safe? Uh, is what safe? <laughs> anyway, Jack, you were Sheesh, saying it's a running anyway. gag. Yeah. All right. So this will be the third installment of Music Cast, and tonight's topics will be. We what take- if I listen to this by day? Say what? what? You what? said tonight's topics. Well, it's, because they- it's a talk show. Most talk shows are at night. I'm no, just that's actually, most, most of them t- are recorded tell that, day, tell that to Ellen and Dr. Yeah. Phil and Dr. Oz you know what and Rachel Ray when I go to bed at 11.30 I like to picture that it's been you don't go to bed right at 11 fucking 30 you liar you liar anyway anywho for this show for, for this, there you go this installment will consist of discussions of the 10 favorite songs that you well it wasn't so much 10 songs it was whatever added up to 60 minutes yeah there used to be uh, roughly an hour worth of yeah. yes yeah. Oh, okay. the idea for that pretty much came from there used to be an awesome article they had in guitar world magazine where they would interview some guitar Putz. hero of something <laughs> <laughs> granted most sure. of the time they were you know like really why did they interview yeah, they this were, asshole well half the time they're qualified mm-hmm. but they would basically have them pick 60 minutes of music, basically like their ultimate playlist. And I, I'm sure I probably said this in one of the previous episodes at some point, but the concept of the playlist has always existed, whether it was through the mixtape or through eventually CDRs, and now these days with... MP3s and iPods. Yeah, and mm-hmm. digital music, you could still make a playlist. So yeah. no matter what, you've always been able to basically make your ultimate mix. So our thought was... You know, based on that template, yeah. I I had written one years ago. I was actually going to post it as a blog, and for whatever reason, just never got around to posting it, just because I always enjoyed the article. And it was fun for me to sift through and make, like, an ultimate playlist, you know, just 60 minutes of music. probably changed a little bit over the years. It has, actually. I went over it before we decided to do this episode, because it's changed a whole lot, as well as my favorite album. So I actually have revised this several times. It's kind of a near impossible thing to do if you really think about it. Music you know, constantly changes. You'll have your favorite bands and your favorite songs, but mm. all right. I'll, I have a lot of... Sim- well, a couple songs are from a, one particular artist. My top three, I have to say, are from Def Leppard. Yes. I've been a fan of them since my sophomore year of high school, and I've seen. And, oh, stop it! <laughs> Don't breathe and, heavy. And you're outmatched on, on this mic. One, sir. I know, yeah. I know. Yes. <laughs> if I had to pick any three, and it's been a couple I've listened. I mean, these were the songs that when I, you know, the basic Def Leppard songs that you know everybody's heard. And everybody heyday, must know. Every, yeah, everybody, everybody has must to know, them. know. But the ones that I've really kept a, you know true fondness of over the last couple of years was number one's photograph because that was the first Def Leppard song that I heard that caught me. Agreed. I, I loved it. It was it was Great a song, song that really turned me on to them because at the time I was only really listening to Bon Jerky. My 
as I mentioned in previous casts, my cousin who hadn't spoken to us in 40 years, my family I'm referring to, um, that song really kind of turned me on to Def Leppard. I went out and bought the greatest hits after that. And Animal was another song that really very similar in terms of, you know, length and just a catchy rock song. Super catchy. And mm-hmm. the one that I've really. And their first UK number one. Absolutely. Which I don't know what they were thinking, man. They should have had number ones before that because I don't know what was wrong with UK listening audience back then. But man, <laughs> yeah, really we don't know hot. what the Brits were listening to yeah, at the time. A lot of yeah. uh, the Smiths. Yeah. Mm. Morrissey. A lot of irony. Oh, plenty of irony that. with Morrissey. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. He's Def like Leppard the... were having too good a time. Yeah. Everybody else was have too some busy. Fun in the music. Be, yeah. Everybody was too busy being sad. Yeah. So, wait, wait, wait. No, when, oh, wait. When, we're not talking was... about Andrew's playlist yet. No. <laughs> calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. It's not all that sad. I know. A little trippy, but. Mm. And the other one is Armageddon. I love that song. It's probably my favorite Def Leppard song. Taggart is punching the air as we speak. If you people could see Taggart, you'd know how excited he is. Yes, he always punches the air when he's super excited. Yes, the absolute genius of Steve Clark, I think, comes out in that song better than... Well, just Mm -hmm. that whole album, Hysteria, which I'll get to a little bit later on, which is uh, considered one of my favorites. But that song in particular, like Steve Clark, for me, shines the most in that track among any in that album. So, um, agreed. Do you want me to keep going with some of that and the gods of war intro oh, absolutely. on hysteria, but we'll get to hysteria because that's plays into heavily into the show. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, show hysteria cast. <laughs> we could totally do a lep cast. Oh, I think that's going to show We'll up do a lep cast next lists. summer when we go see them. Yes. Oh, yes. Finally. Cause you guys youth, need to be you three at least. Yes. Yeah. No, the, the three of us will be. Yeah. That's fine. We'll, we'll bring in a guest. We'll yeah. bring in our fourth uh, attendee yeah. for that one. Whomever. Yeah, well, we'll have somebody who will get. Yeah. We should totally well, do that. Here's a preview of that episode. It was so awesome. It was so awesome. I can't believe I saw it. It was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be pretty much every concert yeah. we go see. Um, anyway. I think so. Um, was that... That's like, no, I'm, is that whole 60 Minutes was just straight... No, 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 no. no, no, no. That was three songs. That was just three songs. That was the first three. Oh, oh, oh. Um, no, keep going. My next two songs are for my other... my. Well, you know what? They're tied at first. Rush. I saw them recently Woo! in concert, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a concert. It was a religious experience. And <laughs> I was there. I know. I will see them every time they come around, any time in the area. They are fantastic. If you've seen their concerts on television or on DVD, it's that good, but you're there. It's They give 150% every time they perform. They don't half-ass it. They do. They it's only are, three guys. Yes. Uh, yeah. Making it's all that noise. Guys, yes. The three best musicians, especially Neil Peart. Neil Peart. Oh, my God. The 10-minute drum solo was... Yeah. Uh, orgasmic? Just, yes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> to say the, it very, was. To Jack, say the very least. Yeah, Jack was way, way I into it. I considered uh, changing my profession to drumming. Do it. Well, I mean, I think it was Sebastian Bach who said it on something. They're like the only band that has, you know, where people don't do air guitar, they do air drums. I really had a hard time picking two, uh, a couple Rush songs that I would really, really, you know, can consider my favorites. But I had to narrow it down to two and Red Barchetta. Oh, fantastic. I love it. The fantastic. intro all the way The harmonics, that, right? So yep. it's a beautiful song. It is, and it, it, it's and you and you follow the story of it. Yes. too. yeah, the fact that's my that favorite has. moving picture song. Really, it's, it is. I can see that, but li- I will say because when uh, just to digress again, here we go. <laughs> Captain, don't do it. Tension. <laughs> All right, that's better than lost in space. Power. <laughs> yeah, we need like a sidebar. <laughs> we need yes. a sidebar for this. form of yeah. tangent. <laughs> 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 the tangent interruption twins. away. Yeah. 
35 <laughs> minutes later. Oh, boy. Anyway, about Barchetta Live. Yes. Well, no, because we saw them on the Time Machine tour during which they played. I mean, they, they always play a huge variety of music, but they play moving pictures in its entirety, which while Red Barchetta was my favorite, is my favorite song off of moving pictures, um, performed live, definitely was, I can't remember if it was Witch Hunter, The Camera's Eye. Oh, I forget, but that was fantastic. Yeah, and they the one, where, the one, oh, the really long one. I forget. I what, can't the do really long. That's what I, she said. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, have to, I have to look this up right now because okay. I can't. Whatever song comes. Well, after, while you're doing that, I'll mention the other Rush song. They, they yeah. also performed in concert, which was a complete surprise to me because it's another one of my absolute favorites. Time stands still. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely another, it. another one of those songs is just so beautiful and the harmonics which one where is, what's that off of it's i think it's on, hold your fire of, hold okay. your fire yeah okay. it's um my second favorite rush album it's an absolute beautiful song <laughs> I, eat, I eat a lot of shit for the rush albums i do oh, like. tangent shut up <laughs> you shut up this is my time no <laughs> says who he clocked in you yeah. didn't yet oh whatever <laughs> the camera eye that was the, my favorite from the, the moving pictures performance yes. okay. yeah it was fantastic but Time Stand Still was the second song they performed at the concert. And I've always loved that song. I, the first Rush album I had was... Actually, it was the second Rush album I had was Spirit of Radio Greatest Hits. What was the first one? Oh, uh, Feedback. I bought that in 2004. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That came out right. in 2004. I bought that. Um, and that whole album, just from beginning to end, Spirit of Radio, just I loved it. And to finish off with that song was just a beautiful like way to end that Greatest Hits album. And I that song always just kind of stuck with me. Usually, like the last song in an album, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's like, but that one just like it's so beautiful the way it sounds. And just I, I can listen to it every day and not get sick of it. Continuing on with other artists, Cheap Trick, two of their mm. songs. First one is Dream Police. I was and uh-huh. there's a story Fantastic behind that song. Mm-hmm. I was interested in listening to Cheap Trick. I want to say in my senior year of high school, I heard "I Want You to Want Me," "Surrender," a couple other songs on VH1 Classic and on the radio. But when I saw the video for Dream Police, it really sold me. It's like, wow, these guys are so funny and kooky. And this song is so against, like, convention at the time. You can look at it. It was, like, so poppy and just so, like, fun. And it just blew my mind. And I loved it. And I bought the Greatest Hits album, I think, a week later. And it stayed in my CD player for two weeks. And there was one of five songs that I really picked off the album that I really, really loved. That was it. That was the one I played the most. Authorized greatest hits, by the way, because there are a few different cheap trick yes. retrospectives. Yes, and the one you have is, and you're referring to is authorized greatest hits. Yes, it was. Um, that song is just so. It's just fun. It's poppy. It's so weird, and it's just other people. I heard, I played it for. It's like I don't get it. I saw other people saw the video. I just don't get. It. It's like you just. What do you mean you don't get it? It's, yeah. it's, it's perfect. Like, it's sense. a kooky, it It's does. a fun song, and that's it what is. people think. Like, oh, it's just, it's just weird. A bunch of these guys dressed up in white cop uniforms. Well, the video, just, yeah, is a little out there, so but it's fun. But it's so hysterical, It's though. just fun. It's, you know. And another one of my favorites is probably my favorite ballad of all time, The Flame. And anybody who, you know, doesn't say that they Tagger, don't. Taggart is having an orgasm <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, for every yes. song. I'm Are you it. just going to copy his list like yeah, you're right? my own butt. That is <laughs> Jack, can you show fucking... me your notes after class? You know what The Flame is for me? This is, I got, I'm the oldest one here, so I'm going to be the only one who probably gets this. That was always like the <laughs> like the last song they would play at like a roller rink when I was a kid. Really? Right? Yeah. Really? That would be the like middle the one school like, dance and we're gonna, yes, yes, we're going to end with this, you know, this yep. slow one. Mm-hmm. We're going to end with the love song. And I never knew Cheap Trick sang it until I started listening to them. I always heard it on the radio, and I thought, it's mm-hmm. a you know, good song. But when I became a fan and listened to it more and more, I heard the live version off of Authorized Greatest Hits, and 
having other Cheap Trick albums and seeing the videos and stuff. And that song, recorded or live, it's just absolutely beautiful. It's such mm-hmm. a touching song, and I dare anybody not to, you know, have their heart melt when they hear that song. It's just absolutely... It's it's the perfect slow dance song. I, I don't know this song. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You'll know it if you hear it. It's yes, one of those. I, I don't recommend. I don't recognize it. I'll say that. Right yeah, now. but you you'll know it. you'll know it. Though. You know it. Yeah, we'll, you do. We'll play it for you later. You know, I guarantee. <laughs> but like it. you, Jack, I, I I always knew that song, but I didn't know that it was by them until I don't know a year ago, maybe. And yeah, and it's, it's some- fantastic. It's something that's so like if you think about it, all the cheap trick songs that you hear first, like their earlier stuff. I want you to want me surrender. Dream police. Any of their big hits from the seventies, early eighties, and then you hear the flame. It's like, wow! It kind of sounds like, it's kind of weird. Like that band that had made all those cool pop songs in the late seventies, early eighties made an awesome ballad. Then they like have that. that like obligatory ballad where yeah, they had to, yeah, and it saved and their career so too. Mm-hmm. It, in the late eighties, it saved their career. Anyway, my next song is another ballad, uh, "November Rain" by Guns N' Roses. Probably my, well, not my favorite Guns N' Roses song, but it's so epic. It's mm-hmm. a nine, nine and a half minute, ten minute ballad of it's a, it, the underlying message. Awesomeness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's such a like if you think about it, it's such a depressing song, but um, it's just sung so beautifully. And the guitar solo by Slash is mm-hmm. um, it's on par. Both with of child. them. Yes. yes. <laughs> Both yeah, solos. He does have two. Absolutely. There there's really, en- there's enough room in there for two. There is no better word for it than epic. It's, yeah. It yes, is an epic. It is. Yeah. And the video still holds up. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And. Hearing it again, it's one of those songs where I have the live album and I have the User Illusions album, and I can't decide which one I like better, live or recorded. It's just that good. And the next one is Metallica, Sad But True. Nice. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of off left. I thought that was a kid rock song. Yeah. No. Fuck well, here, you. <laughs> God damn All right. it. Well, here's the thing. Ball Back in the, the day, <laughs> 10 years ago, when my friend had uh, the History of Rock album, I heard, of course, American Badass was on Total Request Live every day. And then my friend played me Sad But True. He played the ba- uh, the Black album from beginning to end. And yes. I heard it, and I'm like, that's, Amer- that's American Badass. <laughs> and I'm like, no, he's no, like, no it it's isn't. Sad But True. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, after hearing Amer- American Badass that whole summer, and then you hear, start listening to the, I start listening to the Black album, it's like, I forgot all about American Badass. Good. And it just shows how un... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, can we say Sad But True, or is Lars going to sue us? Probably going to sue us. He's probably... He can take my non-money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we have nothing. <laughs> Certainly you have better do you recording like equipment than we laws? do. <laughs> <laughs> right? I have a number two pencil for yes, you. Yes, here's a it. maxed yeah. out Best Buy card. Uh, here's a canceled Discover card. Uh, here's an overdue Verizon bill. Yeah, right. Go oh, take whoops. your bald ass somewhere else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, um, it's just this, I completely forgot about that song, and I think the world did too, and everybody should have. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the country uh, world didn't. Because yeah. you know, well, they can have them. <laughs> you know, yes, that and their tractor songs, their songs about slinging mud. And, yeah, you if know, I drink it in a trailer park, yeah. just beer for your horses. Tangent. If I hear one more fucking country song about a tractor, I'm going to fucking <laughs> That's lose my mind. every country song. I am going to lose my mind. It, no, excuse me. I went. Through a Chris, no, no, no. Chris coined the term cow pop. Mm. And that's exactly what it is today. Yeah. Cow pop. Yeah. It is. It's guys music. in cowboy hats. She does not think your tractor is sexy. She doesn't. So no, stop no. thinking. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't. I'm telling yeah. you. Nothing gets a woman going and you getting up at four John in the morning. Deere. Yeah. To chop hay down. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that really gets me going. Does, doesn't it? I mm. went through a country phase for reasons I won't describe right now. But uh, get out. No, no, no. It was cow pop. 
Yes, a cow pop. Favorite. It's cow pop. Yes, that's all it is today, man. Yeah, I don't. Johnny I'm, Cash I'm, is country. Yes, was yeah, country. and that's, he didn't wear a fucking cowboy hat like Toby Keith and uh, all yeah. these other jackasses wear. No. Oh, their holy songs shit. are. Oh, man. <laughs> oh God! Did you, uh, did you hear fucking Toby Keith's new song? Fucking trailer hood. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I, trailer hood. I, I told you, my boss made me listen to that. Oh my god. Yeah. It's the same song. He's they been recording are so for 15. proud of being backwoods of being mediocre rednecks. Dude, but there's an audience for it. That's so why songs like that get it. made. Well, why do you think Larry the Cable got? Now, nothing against Larry the Cable. Got. That's I think he's hilarious. But no. But but still. Why do you think he became so popular? As much as he, I agree that he's funny. He, he is definitely fucking funny. Yes. Mm. But like, he appeals to that audience. He's because, a true representation of yeah, that. Yeah, as much he's as you know, we we he's, laugh and go, oh, he's a he's caricature. A yeah, <laughs> he's a caricature they go, of that I knew type. That in real life, mm. yeah, you know. Yeah. So. It's like yeah. an intervention for them. It's not a comedy show. It's like <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're doing wrong. You don't. You yeah. know. The only the only modern country guy I'll give it up for is Brad Paisley because he is a great guitar player and his yeah. songs aren't like super ridiculous poppy or yeah. syrupy like mm. every country mm. ballad and is. Every Kenny Chesney song is the same thing. You know? oh, I'm sitting on my God. porch drinking a beer and you yeah. know yeah. watching the, you know watching my scarecrow. Your yeah, Keith Urban yep. songs are too whiny, bitchy, you know. Ooh, my girlfriend left me, you know. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's my baby get, stole my pickup. What do you get if you play a country song backwards? Your wife back, your truck back, your dog back, your... There's a, that song. That <laughs> yeah, Rascal your Flats denims get that. clean? Yeah. yeah. Rascal Flats? Rascal Flats did that song. Did country they? song backwards. Did yeah, they? They did. Yeah. Ha, that's great. And that's exactly the line. Like, you get your truck back, you get your dog back, you get your All right, well, back or whatever. Good for Kudos to them. At least they acknowledge it. Mm. You no, know, I went to a country concert. I want to say it was well, it was months ago, and was it was. A, I'm editing this Sugar out. Land? Yes, I was. Yeah, taking to a Sugarland. Cutting concert. this out. You don't want anyone to know about this, Jack. Trust me, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Your masculinity yeah. might be taken yes. away. Anyway, yeah, well, it was. I was, 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 was beaten over the head with a brick and taken to a concert. <laughs> <laughs> what I, is this? Is it Maiden? <laughs> I, I woke up in Camden. Sugar who? <laughs> Sugar Hill, Sugar, Sugar, Sugar Ray, Hill game broke yes. up. <laughs> Sugar Hill game. Mark McGrath. Woo! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, you laughing at Jack or me? All of it. All, all of it. it. All it's of all it. awesome. <laughs> And Sugar Hill Gang. That would have been amazing. <laughs> yes. I'd go Sugar see Sugar Ray, is it the old album? I forgot my hot tops. Hold on. <laughs> Sugar Hill Gang and uh, Two Live Crew. Yes. 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 Oh, Christ. <laughs> I'm in. All right. And my last song is uh, We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. That song I became a fan of in high school because in my junior year of high school, my U.S. history class, my... Uh, my teacher made us listen to that song, and it was – I never, un- like, took the time to, like, listen to the lyrics or piece it apart, but it's all about American history, and I think the greatest time in, the you know, U.S. history's period, 19 – you know, right after World War II, up through the 80s, and I understand that's the Cold War period, but it was a time where it was a lot of – Industrial and very um, growth, yeah. a lot of growth in the A lot of States. upheaval. Yeah, there was a lot of, yeah. lot of turmoil throughout the time. You know, mm-hmm. you had the 1950s, this pristine – you know, family life, and then in the 1960s, there was so much turmoil with the war in Vietnam, and you Korea. go you take all that into the you know, 1970s. Everywhere. Race just, riots and, 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 yeah, and civil stuff. movement. In mm-hmm. the 80s, it's just, you know, that excess and, you yeah. know, that whole yuppie mentality and, you yes. know, everything like that. And that song kind of embodies that whole American spirit for me, you know, and it's just a bunch of, you know, pop culture references and news references and stuff like that, but it really just kind of like, 
I love that subject. That was my favorite subject in high school, and that song just kind of embodies it for me. And an interesting note is in my junior year of high school, we had to, as an extra credit project, we had to make our own version of We Didn't Start the Fire. So what I did was wow. I took, I made my own version, and unfortunately I lost the file because I got a new computer about a year later and I didn't save the file. But from what I heard that my teacher for the last couple of years was using that as the example. That's awesome. Teaching. Oh, man, that's great. I did that's it from awesome. 1985 to 2003. And what I did was I watched marath- at that time there was marathons of I Love the 80s on VH1. Beautiful. That is a good resource for, for but, pointing out what so happened or kinda, what was around. I kind of you know listened to the song over and over and over again kind of timed it right jotted a bunch of ideas down and i ended up getting really like a great a great could you go back could you go back to your high school and maybe ask your teacher if you can get I'm the not file going back there uh, well hey, hey. <laughs> i th- actually no she retired about two years ago but for the last oh, couple right. years she was teaching she did from what i heard um does she still listen to it every year <laughs> <laughs> it was called jack didn't she's, start the fire she's yeah <laughs> yes. she, she's sitting on her porch <laughs> listening yes. to it no, but it was time. I per- had this one student. <laughs> it was timed perfectly with the real song, and I could, as I was, and that's what I was trying to do when I wrote the song out. I was, you know, I had it on in the background, and I was kind of just piecing it in my head, like, "All oh, right, that sounds like, you know, how you know it sounds like in the real song." So, like, and I so you try to keep the delivery like, the same, yes, absolutely. like rhythmically, yeah, you're I, trying to keep up, keep pace with the way the song was, yeah, absolutely, you. and it turned out perfect, and it was the best, and you know, I'm not just saying it because it was mine. Although I kind of am, <laughs> it was the best. I think that's the most smug I've ever he- heard. Jack, bullshit yeah. alert, bullshit alert. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. If I had I that paper, hit you with something. If I had that paper, you'd be saying otherwise. Um, no. Everybody, I looked at other people's. I think like only f- like nine or ten other people did that because for some reason you didn't want extra credit. I mean, you know, what an absurd you know concept. Actually, who wants credit. to put more effort yeah. into school? Come on. So I tried to listen to, like, see what the other students did, and it didn't – it was just a list, pretty much what they did. It was kind of pitiful. It wasn't really true to the song. But, again, that song just reminds me of American history and a great time it was to be a proud American. And just – I mean, it is still today, but that song just embodies a time in American history that, you know, I think is really important. Okay, so we've heard my songs, and – Next we go to the, picks, go to the, uh, the, the midget. All right, the first song that I picked was uh, Cryin' by Aerosmith. Nice. Because that's just nice. Very good. timeless for me. It's a great, great sing-along uh, song. Well, like when you're in the car, it's great to just like scream when you're by yourself. It's Well, let me, let me can I put a little footnote in here? Brian may. is um, probably going to have a lot of sappy songs. Because not, you're no kidding. shit. Not really. <laughs> I mean, there are some. There I mean, are some. Because he's not, very much more the emo than it's the, not, the It's not an emo us. list, I promise you. His, there yeah, are, his, there are a his couple, taste tends to be yes, emo. Not, he's I don't not mean the vis- whole thing. I'm just saying yeah. in general. Visually, he's not one of those you know kids with the bangs. No, who, no, uh, no, no, no. Wears no, 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 eyeshadow. Because if he was, he wouldn't be my friend. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be tied up in the trunk. I don't wear guy liner or my sister's jeans or anything like that. Guy liner? No, that's bullshit. It's eyeliner. Don't ever call it that it's just a guy's way of making it sound cool yeah, it's fucking exactly. eyeliner fuck you it's well, like guys who wear I a necklace that. and call it a chain fuck you it's a necklace just call yeah, it a fucking necklace, it's a necklace. I, I used to I wear one yeah. Yeah. I use the term for sarcastic effect like, uh, yeah. no, I know what's song okay. number two I'm just uh, angry song number two uh, is a song called Critical Acclaim by Avenged Sevenfold it, normally it, I, I don't like a lot of political bullshit in music I'd rather you just shut up and sing about you know being sad and heartbroken and crying but it's it's basically uh finally someone who spoke up and 
finally decided to indict basically the crop of actors and actresses in Hollywood who basically sit there and criticize the government from their pedestal and criticize war and criticize this and that and basically just have their voice to go on and nobody really gives a shit about what they're saying. They have no political knowledge of any sort. They have clout. That's yeah, all they, they have. have clout because they're in Hollywood and they sit back raking in tens of millions of dollars and just criticize everything, everything. the government mm-hmm. does, good or bad, for better or worse. And finally, and lately, uh, like they're basically criticizing like the Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandons of the world, like that kind of the Alec Baldwin's who, you know, especially yeah, when a, a Republican good. government is in charge, that they have to of course open up their mouths yeah, constantly. Or no, 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 not open up their mouths. They, they tape them. Oh yeah, or they tape them they, shut. They, they yeah, tape exactly. them shut to, in protest. So I was I was a big fan of that song just for for that kind of message. Um, next, uh, I'm going to go on to uh, "Bed of Roses" by Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Uh, oh. We talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, all right. I thought you got him out of yeah. your life. So it's, moving on to my list. Do you know what he did to me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he orally hey, raped hey, listen, Jack. Listen, listen. This was when Bon Jovi was still good, even though this was really the only good song from Keep the Faith. Uh, yeah, but maybe, it's maybe too, it's too sappy to exist. That it, song it really isn't. It, he was hanging by a string at that point. I think it's... Yeah, it's, he should be hanging at the end of a noose, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I think it's one of the greatest love songs that was ever written, and I, I like the lyrics a lot. Will you fucking stop you your puffing what? and puffing I'll, over I there? I can't. I can't. Well, then you fuck I, yourself. I've kind of got to agree with him. It's it, one of it, his better incredible. songs. It's great. It's one of the least worst. <laughs> One of the least worse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. That's, that's the biggest compliment you're getting. he's getting. Um, all right. And then from then, I'm going to go to a song from a band called Brand New. Uh, now, let me preface this by saying that I'm not religious in any way, shape, or form, and I don't even really believe in God, but the song that I picked from them was called Jesus Christ. And it's um, basically a song written about a person's struggle with mortality. A person's Is this struggle. off their... their- I, I'm believing it's still their latest album. The no, the one before that was the the devil and God or the devil and God. Me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Basically, just like a struggle with mortality and a struggle with, you know, if there is an afterlife, where am I going to go? What's going to happen to me? You know, kind of reconciling what you did in your life, the good and the bad, and you know what what's on your hands if you're going to leave this world. You know where you're going to go if there is some place to go, and you know just kind of figuring out if what you did in your life is right. And, you know, things like that. And it was a really, just really, really moving song. And the lyrics are incredible. And normally I hate stuff like that because I religion is awful to me. But it was just, it was a great song. This this song, this next song is um, the only one on my list that's really going to be funny for any reason. The Most of the other ones are, are serious. But um, it's a song uh, by a band called Phoenix TX that I like. And uh, the song is called Phoebe Cates. Oh, awesome! The, uh, <laughs> I don't. I yeah. know. I know Phoenix TX, but I don't yeah. know this song. Uh, the actress um, of uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High fame and okay. Gremlins. Gremlins movies, Gremlins. yeah, boobies, and it's basically <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. It's basically the lead singer is obsessed with her, and it's a song about jerking off to her movies. Nice. Really? And they actually yeah, reference a <laughs> All couple three of times. Them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey man, um, get that Gremlin out of the way! Yeah. Damn it. There's a line where he's like wasting time, going blind, ah. thinking that she'll be mine tonight. Nice. And he used the term "tossing off" in one scene <laughs> <laughs> like, to, about her pool scene in. Uh, Are they Fast British? Yeah, High. yeah. No, 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 they're American. They're American. Tossing off. They're like, yeah. it sounds yeah. very British. It is. It is. A, it has a yeah, British, British term to it. Yeah. So that that one, it's just, it's like a really fun, fast kind of like pop it's song. Pop punk. It's, yeah, it's, it's pop, pop punk, punk song. Mm. 
and it's just hilarious. Like the lyrics are are so funny, and it's so random because like who would yeah, think right? about you know? I'm just gonna dates. write about the, yeah write about this unknown or not well, unknown. But she's like, not unknown. Know. Like yeah, she's she's famous. She's married to Kevin Klein. Oh, okay. Um yeah. Uh, the next song that I picked uh, is called "Drugs or Me" by Jimmy Eat World. Ah, uh, well, it's, um, Jimmy. Yeah, it's this ballad basically about struggling with someone who has a drug addiction and giving them an ultimatum of sorts. Basically, like you have to stop or mm, or I'm, I'm gone. gone. Mm. And you know, it's you know, he goes on uh, talking to this person, calling them a stranger that's next to me, and you know, you promised that you were done, things like that. And uh, it was just like it's like a six and a half minute ballad, and it's really deep and moving. And mm-hmm. I've never personally had an experience with like a loved one going through something like that and dealing with mm-hmm. that sort of struggle. But it's still something that's really when you listen to it, you're like, oh wow, you can kind of oh, put yeah, yourself yeah, you in connect that and, to it. Yeah, you know how how you would deal with something like that. Um, the next one is going to be uh, "Whiskey in the Jar" oh, by yeah. Metallica. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a song of, about my heritage, basically. Um, you know, Scottish and Irish, and it's basically an old Celtic drinking song that's been adapted from hundreds of years ago, and it's just amazing. Originally to me. performed probably in bars, but then recorded by Thin Lizzy. Uh, probably actually. The, well, yeah, the the first I guess uh, rock version. Was it wasn't, Thin even, Lizzy, it wasn't yeah. even rock by Thin Lizzy because I mean they had like all mandolins and stuff, didn't they? Well, yeah. All right. They kept let's, they kept it more traditional, like like yeah. actually. All right. Like, let's let's say commercial version. How about okay, that? Yeah. Prior yeah, to Metallica better. putting it out as a single, like twenty yeah. years later. Yeah. Um, next is going to be "Don't Look Back in Anger" by Oasis. Woo! <laughs> I knew you liked. Yeah, that I one. think there's yeah. an Oasis fan in the room. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite songs in the world. It's uh, a cigarette lighter song. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's I'll agree nice, with that. It's like a song it's about those... ending and about dealing with. You some know, kind the, of end. Some loss kind of, of innocence. Some kind of end. Is it loss of innocence? That, uh, Noel Gallagher says a song about loss of innocence. Okay. See, I was not, to, not to try and skew you, you know, uh, what yeah, it means yeah, to you, yeah. but I mean, that's it, what he, he that's came what the across, point was. Yeah. yeah, that was the point he was trying to... That's what he wrote it about. Yeah. Um, after that is going to be Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Um, Classic. Which I think is... Fantastic. ...is one of the greatest songs ever written, and it's quite obviously about... <laughs> Him finding out that he had AIDS, yeah, quite exactly, obviously written yeah. about that, and basically coming to grips with the fact that he's going to die. Yeah, and it's just incredibly, incredibly written, incredibly one of the the best produced. classic rock songs. I have a- to absolutely say. amazing. I'm surprised yeah. I didn't put it on my list. I might have to just to go over yeah. 60 it's, minutes. <laughs> yeah, <it's absolutely laughs> Are you under? No, I'm over by like seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I have like 61 minutes. Yeah. Um, after that uh, is going to be a song called "Admit It" by Say Anything. Uh, you've heard this song, Andrew. I know I I've, I've played it. For I, you. I mean, I know you play Say Anything all yeah. the time. And it's basically um, an indictment of the kind of snobby Greenwich Village kind of new age hippies who are snobby. Hipsters, and judge- yeah. Hipster now it's hipsters. Kind of, yeah, you know, people who think are, to, yeah, yeah think more about themselves than they do anything else mm-hmm. or very very snobby and condescending to the general public and think yeah. that they're so educated you tell other so people smart. in the village like in new york yes. yeah like where you that, pay yes. a lot so of money to look of, really poor yeah yes. basically yeah i got gotcha. you yeah. where you look really grungy but think you're still like, it's ironic like, it, that's the whole thing that's the yeah. key word ironic it's, yeah it is it's irony yeah and he basically like spends this whole song like telling them not to you know stick their noses up at him like mm-hmm. because they think they're better than everybody mm-hmm. and they walk around with their noses upturned all the time mm-hmm. and you know take their NYU education and think that it makes them some sort of 
God. God. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next song I have on my list is uh, "Against the Wind" by Bob Seger. Classic, awesome um, driving song. Is it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it just it contains one of the greatest lines I think that was ever oh, written. It's kind of yes. simple, but oh, yeah. the line where he says, "I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then." And that's just a very, very profound line to me. There's a lot of interpretation that can go with that. And that's a line that everybody can make something out of True. with some very, experience in their life. Going back to the loss of innocence kind of thing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That I can connect yeah. better than don't look back in anger. Cause yeah. Well, that's that's more direct. And it's just yeah. like yeah, a, a reference like to wanting to remain blissfully unaware. Ignorant. Blissfully yeah. ignorant. Yeah. You were happier when you didn't mm-hmm. know stuff. You oh, know, of course. Just, oh, yeah. You know. And um, I just, it's an incredible song. And then the last song that I have um, on my list is a song called "Self Conclusion" by a band called The Spill Canvas. No and idea. Basically, this is one I know you've heard it before. I've I've definitely played it for you. Well, yeah, it's probably one of those and unknown punk bands that you put on your iPod. Oh, uh, not. I mean, not really. It's um, it's basically an anti-suicide song where um, it's set up in the, the storyboard where a guy and a girl um, meet at the edge of a cliff, and the girl is ready to jump, and the guy spends the entire song begging and pleading and convincing her not to do it even though he's never seen her before he doesn't know her what was he doing and, at the edge of the cliff he wasn't looking to commit well here's suicide? here's there's here's a story okay um he spends his whole song just like saying come with me you don't have to do this i can show you that life can be good and for five minutes he's well five minutes as the song goes he he's trying to convince her not to do it and then there's a twist at the end where he's like i know what you're going through because 10 minutes before you got here, I was going to jump too. So, like, not only did she finally agree, she's like, I'll, I'll give you one night to prove yourself, or else I'm going to throw myself off this cliff. And then he tells her, like, you know, I was going to jump too before I saw you. So he found a reason not to do it too. And it's just really, it's like this acoustic ballad, and it's really, really beautifully written, and it's like a point-counterpoint thing where she's like, no, 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 my life is horrible, like, there's no reason to go on. You know, you think it's so easy to live, and you have to prove it to me. And he finally convinces her, and then he's like, I was going to jump too before you got here. And it's just really, really a moving song. It's, you know, the chorus is basically like we've all thought about it to some extent, like how easy it would be if you ever wanted to do it, but the trick is to never actually act on it. Mm -hmm. And so the the anti-suicide message is there throughout the song, and it's just really, really a good song. Okay. <clears throat> so, Chris, out of the two of us, which one should go first? Which one wants to masturbate first? Mine's longer, yours is shorter. <laughs> I guarantee it. I don't it. get it. Well, anyway. <laughs> I don't get hey, it. I meant the playlist. <laughs> Dude, I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Then, then go. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah. Go All ahead. right. Right, do, you, do you want to tweak yours so you can put no, I'm, Wedge no. Bohemian Rhapsody in somewhere? <laughs> I'll just put it at the end. Try, uh, pick a 14-minute Dream Theater song instead so you can fit it in. <laughs> All right, mine, I put... I, I don't want to say I put any more effort into it than anyone else, but I did make a conscious effort to not double up on any artists just well, because... I, fo- I followed suit. I, yeah. I, I mean, without, well, you and I talked even about talk, this, yeah. Without, bef- well, before well, after we'd to, done it, yeah, yeah. After we'd both done it. Just because I really wanted to, uh, I don't know, I'm just a giant music fan, and there's really just so much that it, it's really, really difficult. Even when I wrote this year's coach, again, I had to go back and modify what you're hearing today from what I wrote like two years ago. But 
that being said, let's kick it off. Uh, what may very well be my favorite song of all time. Uh, if you really held a gun to my head and had to have me pick one, it has to be Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd. Beautiful. Just because, awesome. yes. Just because, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be biased because the guitar solos, of course, but it's just such a... It's so mellow. It's just, yeah, it, it is. Just it's, just well, a, it's, it's a powerful song, but at the same time, it's just really... I don't want to say it's laid back, but yeah, it is mellow, and it just has this mood to it where it's it's perfect. It's kind of it's, it's kind of um, it is comforting. Yeah, it's yeah. melancholy a little bit. Or and it's Gilmore um, writing it, right? Where's that Waters? They both wrote it. They both well, wrote it. Well, it's debatable. Okay. <laughs> that's that's been right. through court. Okay, I believe, but it's uh, you know, it just has more of a moody verse, and then it's a really uplifting chorus, and then the guitar solos are just top notch. Well, that uh, whole al- that giant. whole album is very. Very well written, and like it tells you the perfect story. I mean, they adapted oh, it to a movie, and they didn't even have to put words to the movie. They just put the fucking album on and said, "There, go." Yeah, it is. It you just know? it tells the story perfectly. But yeah, I'm, I just I love that song for so many, so many reasons. And I remember before I even heard the song, I remember popping up in. I want to say like 1998. Guitar World had an issue with the hundred greatest solos yes, of all yes, time. Yes, and uh, this was like number. Top ten. Seven or something. Yeah, yeah it was at Stairway to Heaven was number one. What a surprise. But um, I hadn't heard the song at that point. And then a friend of mine, a guy who I'd become friends with shortly after, actually was a massive Pink Floyd fan and made me, sat me down, made me watch The Wall <laughs> and all that. Were you on um, LSD? And no. I, I was not <laughs> under the influence of anything. Maybe that's why I was weirded out by it when I was 17. <laughs> but I just love the song. Actually, when I had my... What I have pulled out? My wisdom teeth pulled out in... Whenever. When I was 18. Uh, being drugged up home. then? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, because you were so ridiculously doped up. I was <laughs> I was lucid enough to come home and just put Comfortably Numb on loop while I came home, basically just passed out. Oh, that probably that was, it was magical. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was. To be able to lie there and just kind of bliss out was... Uh, yeah. uh, but, I mean, perfect m- mood music. Anyway, yeah, it could possibly be my favorite song of all time. But moving on to Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones, which Great. just the ultimate chord progression for me. It's <laughs> A-D-E. It's perfect. And well, that, that, my, yeah, and you'll notice that um, between Chris and I, because we play instruments, we may pick songs that... We're going to be a little biased. Yeah, because we, you know, he plays guitar, I play bass. We're going to be like, oh, that's a great song, only because it has an amazing bass line. In a, yeah, you know, in, you know, guitar in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I can definitely play most of the songs on my list. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will I will point, there are a few that I purposely stayed away from, but, uh, well, one that, I, just looking at it, I definitely avoided on purpose, but my preferred version is the version from the It's Alive live album they did. Because well, Why? Because it's... 50 times faster? No, not even that. <laughs> Actually, it's not that much faster. I just like the quality, the, the overall sound of it better. Okay. It just sounds, I don't know, to me, it just sounds better. And uh, I don't know, the the first album of theirs was really, really raw. And as much as I do like that and appreciate that, I just really like the live version. It just sounded, I don't know, just sounded perfect. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's just one of the catchiest songs ever written, and I love it. Just love it. <sighs> Now, the next few were difficult because we got, obviously, a lot of my favorite bands in here. 
it's really difficult to pick one Iron Maiden song out of all of them. <laughs> so many, so many that are great. Oh, I want to hear I, which, which one. Come I, on, I had to go with Wasted Years. Oh, yes, beautiful, of, fantastic. Uh, out of all of them, I was just like, you know what? It's catchy. It holds a lot of it's meaning. It's tempo. Yeah. Uh, well, that too. But at the same time, just I, I could I could have picked I, I can name like five more songs I could have picked. Wildest Dreams, Wicker Man. Uh, Number of the Beast, you know, there's so many I could have picked. That yeah, oh, of course. I'm in love with Aces High. I mean, it's oh, endless. Fantastic. And, any and of them. Journeyman, which I love, which is an acoustic song. The like one Ho- what was acoustic that, uh, song. Hollow Be Thy Name we listened to on the way back here. Did you? Yeah. Nah, that puts you in the mood. That's another in the category of <laughs> epic, I would say. Yes. Well, oh, anything from anything, anything that's over five minutes from... Iron Maiden is epic. It's pretty much epic, you know? especially on the new album. Most of the songs are like eight yeah, minutes. Yeah, they're really progressive. Which is, yeah, which I, I do really enjoy. But yeah, I had to go with Wasted Years. I just love it. It's a fun song to play, you know, as a guitarist. It is a lot of fun to play. And it's just an awesome, I'm a big fan of just catchy rock anyway, as no doubt uh, my list represents. But it's it's a great song. It was really difficult to pick one, but if I had to pick one Iron Maiden song uh, today, that is the one that I'm going with. Same thing for our next band. If I had to pick one Def Leppard song. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Impossible choice, my friend. Uh, yeah, Impossible I know. Choice. Well, that's the thing. Especially, obviously, the three of them knowing me as well as they do and my taste in music and everything. It's like, uh, I really didn't want to, like I said, double up on any artist, but it's really difficult. But I had to go with Hysteria because nice. it's, to me, it's like the archetypical Def Leppard song because it's got everything, all of their best songs have big background vocals uh, loads of melody melody for days you know just uh, i love that they always have as opposed to a lot of the bands i do listen to you know a lot more straight ahead rock and punk bands def leppard always has two contrary guitar parts in every song they're never both guitarists are never playing the same thing they're always playing something different from the other one there's always some melody line going even if the other part if the other guitar player is just playing chords, it's just always so just melodic and just awesome. Yeah. And obviously, I've, I've also covered the song as well, so that was a lot of fun. So I am partial to it for that reason. But yeah, that was difficult. But again, I, I had to go with Hysteria as, as my Def Leppard song of choice. It's a great pick. And really another, thank you. And another thing yeah. with that song is that whole album, it's just like so fast-paced and everything. And you didn't think Hysteria would be another one of those songs if you did, if you looked at the back of the cover. Oh, definitely. But it's a ballad, just the name. It's just a great, yeah. <laughs> just the name. And yeah. the cover artwork. The yeah. album's called Hysteria, and the artwork's intense. You would think that song would be more like Run Riot or Don't Shoot Shotgun. Totally. Like in that, yeah, in especially that following those two yeah. titles. Yeah. <laughs> and Excitables right after it. Yeah. So, yeah. But at the same, and you know, it's great too because that's you know, Hysteria being a twelve-track album. Again, we'll get back to that. But it's also track ten, so it's almost like a like a sigh after all that intensity. I mean, Love Bites is number four. track four, yeah. so that is a little bit. But you know, after all the intensity of you know the five straight songs, you got that was just like a ah, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the end of everything, which is great. Hands down, I have to go with this one as. Again, Oasis is a band who has loads of great songs, and they this do. is uh, they do great Beatles covers too. Th- they do, <laughs> they do. No, they they do. do. You 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 have that version of "I Am the Walrus." Andy. I love it. That's it's great because it it's just rocking. I mean, it's not it's the Beatles, all guitars. But it's damn good. Yeah, it's all guitars. Awesome. Um, but I had to go with one of the Dark Horses. I had to go with Acquiesced, which was not a single. Was actually released as a B side, but could have been a single because it's it's got both Liam and Noel singing on it. Liam sings the verse, Noel sings the chorus, and I really, really like that because it it has the two, basically the two sides of Oasis since they're the two singers, 
and it's super catchy. It's just a rocking song, and I love it. I really do. So I, that's easily my favorite Oasis song. So that was kind of a no-brainer, but they, again, so many great songs to choose from. Moving on to how difficult it was to narrow down a Wild Hearts song that was my favorite. Oh, the Wild yeah. Hearts. Yes. Uh, lo- love my... Uh, which, which one did you choose? I had to choose I Want to Go Where the People Go. Because okay. again, awesome. just nice. was, I, I thought it was, gonna, it was either going to be that Catchy, or greetings fantastic. from Shitsville. That's a no, actually, it, it was a tough one though. I want to go with the people go or Vanilla Radio. Those were the two I, I really don't know had Vanilla to. Vanilla Radio, I'm, I you do re-listen to it. You've yeah, well, yeah, you've, I'm sure you've heard it. You've been in my car, so you've heard it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for many of you, Wild Hearts, you have actually they're a great show live. Too. Oh, amazing! We we talked about it, I think in the first music cast. We I talked about so, we've, yes. we've spoken about them, but I, I have to go with that. It's just one of the catchiest songs. Should be number one all over the radio forever it is uh just an uh, awesome catchy rock song that is the fastest five minutes you'll ever experience in a song it's just everything about it is awesome i love it and uh this is the closest i came to doubling up because i had to pick a song from ginger solo catalog as well because there there are so many great ones to pick from ginger's the front man of wild hearts and the only consistent member and i had to go with yeah 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 which i know i played for andrew and ryan it's an awesome song. About, I mean, basically the idea of the song, just to explain, because I'm sure not a lot of people listening are aware of this, whereas some other songs on my list you probably are, both the people in the room and anyone who's listening. But <laughs> it's basically a song about how, I mean, the chorus is, you say you're going to make it up to me. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to make it how it used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, I mean, all my music on my list is rock music. So obviously it's a rock song, and it's just one of the catchiest songs you're ever going to listen to. Here we go again. But uh, I I love it. Uh, we will publish our lists on the site. So if anyone wants to check any of this out or check out samples or purchase the songs, we will m- create some kind of link or, or at least give you a, a list to go off of. So you don't need to listen to this fucking babble for an hour. Jolly good. <laughs> anyway, that was a tough one. But I, hands down, my easily my favorite song from Ginger's uh, Solo Works. Moving on to Rush, easily. Uh, well, not too easily. It was either yeah. it, it was going to be Spirit of Radio, the version from different stages, just because it's, it's a live version that's amazing and my favorite version of that song. But I had to go with Dreamline, which is the first song off of Roll the Bones, which is my favorite Rush album. And it, it's just such an upbeat song. It's just such a positive song. You know, I mean, the chorus is we are young, wandering the face of the earth, wondering what our dreams might be worth, learning that we're only immortal for a limited time. I mean, awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, just everything Peter about just it's awesome. writes fucking. I mean, the guy. They, uh, All the you, lyrics are amazing in Rush. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, there's nothing. If you true watch the amazing. documentary, you're, the, you know, even the two, even uh, Getty and Alex turn around, and go, "This guy reads. He could write lyrics." Yeah, you yeah know? he writes great lyrics, <laughs> and the way he speaks too. They reference the way he speaks. Yeah, tough uh, choice for cheap trick, but I had to go with "He's a Whore," which is my favorite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is. Wow. It is. My, awesome. It is my favorite cheap trick song. It was. It was between that or voices. I was like, ah, I have to go with the the non ballad on this one. I'll further explain uh, cheap tricks first album later. Um, spoiler alert: It's in my uh, Desert Island albums list. But I just love it. Song so crazy. It was one of the first songs I saw them play live. Because I how I got into cheap trick really short tangent is uh, my friend had bought tickets for us to go to. Joey Ramone's 50th birthday bash, which he died a few weeks prior to. So a bunch of bands showed up and like uh, were performing, but were unannounced. So you didn't know who was going to show up. And uh, 
Cheap Trick and Blondie both played, and The Damned, but it was more like, you know, The Damned Light, because it's only two yeah. of the original members, so it really wasn't the same thing. But um, all I knew, that was 2001. Yeah, May of 2001. And that's what got me into Cheap Trick, because I, I saw them, and all the... What did they play? I can tell you exactly what they played, because it was only like four songs. Yeah, they they started with Hello There, went to Hello Kitties, then He's a Whore, and then they finished with Surrender. And it was just, oh man, an assault of just <laughs> of just great yeah. pop rock. It was so awesome. And uh, after that, I just immediately had to go out and get everything, every CD of theirs that I could get my hands on. And uh, that that song just does it for me. It's just so out there. I mean, literally about a guy who's the whore. I mean, it's, you know, when the first line is, have you seen her face? She's got a face I could stop a clock. I was like, wow. That kind of hits you over the head with like, really? Yeah, right? Somebody wrote this? All right. <laughs> Moving on to um, a less well-known band, but nonetheless one of my favorites. Uh, there was a British band in the uh, early stages of Britpop called the Darling Buds. Um, I do have a strange obsession with female-fronted bands <laughs> where they have a, a female singer. Not necessarily all girl bands, but this is one of them. Hailstorm. And, uh, Hailstorm, mm-hmm. the Cranberries. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Darling Buds is one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, Long Day in the Universe is one of my favorite songs of all time. And really quickly because, you know, no one's heard of them. Anyone who's heard of them, I've had to play it, it for them. Because their albums weren't even in print when I got into them. But um, just randomly, I remember picking up for like four bucks the uh, soundtrack for So I Married an Axe Murderer. Nice. Which had a really yeah. which had a really interesting um, collection of 90s bands on the on the soundtrack. And this was one of the songs on it. It's actually a, a remixed version of it, which I will say is my preferred version. Because the guitars are louder. But it's just a great, catchy pop song. And uh, I love it. That's all I can say. I, I think they are recently available on iTunes, but, you know, again, again, not many people have heard of them, and I would not have heard of them had it not been for someone uh, licensing that song for the soundtrack. And, uh, yeah, they only did three albums, but all three are great, so they're easily one of my favorite bands. Moving on to uh, a precursor for the for the style of Darling Buds would be Blondie and Dreaming, which is just super catchy. I don't think Blondie's nearly as appreciated as they should be. I mean, I, and again, another female-fronted band, but um, I just I love it. You know, I Blondie. I've seen them live. I've, I mean, so I'm, like I just said at that Joey Ramone uh, birthday bash, they were awesome, and uh, and they're another band too. Just loads of melody in a lot of their songs too. Uh, the next one which is one that I've steered clear of learning how to play on guitar, is For the Love of God by Steve Vai. It's also uh, the token instrumental. Because it's Steve Vai. <laughs> not even. I can't even say... I'm not going to sit here and say it's not a difficult song to play, but uh, could I do it? Yes. But it's one of those songs... See, when I learned the solo for Comfortably Numb, I really... I had to because I was performing it. And I really wanted to, obviously, perform it, it being one of my favorite songs, easily. And... Uh, I don't listen to it the same way. I don't hear it the same way at all it's since I learned how to play it. It's almost like the code was cracked. I mean, I, I love it. No, uh, no it in your head, you're seeing, you're seeing notes in and my, double in my bends. Head, I know and... everything that's going on. You know, yeah. So uh, I, I hear it differently, whereas it seemed like this impossible piece of music when I first heard it. And, you know, I, I think I've been 
I think I may have been playing guitar for a year the first time I heard Comfortably Numb, but, you know, it's, that's why there are certain songs I've steered clear of not learning on purpose, just for the sake of keeping it interesting in my head, but this song, I remember borrowing the cassette, yeah, it's, you know, look those up, of Passion and Warfare from a friend of mine, uh, which was the, let's say the breakthrough Steve Vai uh, instrumental album. And uh, this was, you know, he always makes a seventh track an intensely meaningful track on all his albums. And uh, this was track seven. And with all the awesomeness leading up to it on the album, because every other song is basically a, a rock song. This is a it's not a ballad, but it is a slower song. And it's just it just blew my head off when I heard it. It was amazing. Just all, all the guitar pyrotechnics you could hope for in a song <laughs> It really was. And it's just great. I love it. And again, it's the only instrumental that made the list, but because it was one of those that blew my head off. Summer Song was a close uh, contender for this spot as well. The only Satriani. the first instrumental, yeah, the first instrumental I heard on the radio, which yeah, got right? me into Joe Satriani. So that was another one that it was really close to making the list and didn't quite make it. I could fill a page or a whole show with songs that were close and didn't make yeah. the list. But um, yeah, For the Love of God is definitely just an amazing song. Moving on to another, sadly, not as well-known band, uh, Swedish band called the Helicopters. Yes, it's H E L L A Copters, and mm-hmm. the song Punk. "You Are Nothing." You which, are nothing. Yes, which kicks off their album "Paying the Dues." Paying, not paying, and nothing, not nothing. Very <laughs> rock and roll. Um, it's, I mean, the album's great anyway, and it's just so raw. It's just garage rock of the highest order. <laughs> it's it's just so raw and loud, and. I don't know. I just, I love it. I love what the lyrics say, you know. Yeah, the chorus of saying, you can't stand, I'm not a bit like you. I keep on running, you're standing still. It's just like, you know, comparing somebody who's just a nothing compared to, yeah, yeah, who's just not as good compared to, obviously, the, well, let's say for this purpose, the band, but awesome. Just an awesome song and an awesome band. Sadly, they've went out of business two years ago. Such a loss. And finally, yes, finally, I have 14 songs in mine. None of them are particularly long, so I did have a longer. Well, yeah, you have a lot of punk pop songs. A bit, yeah. I think he's a horror. Like two and a half minutes. Yeah, (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't have a whole page of songs. I could have, because I I, I really Ramones all under a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to add you and I like food just just to annoy you because it's 16 (laughs) seconds. Because there are a bunch of those songs I could have picked, but uh, I didn't actually. I did full length songs just for the sake of actually representing uh, my favorite songs. By the way, I should mention on the way here, I had um, because I had some extra time with waiting on you guys to get here, I did put together, uh, I put all these on a CD this afternoon and actually listened to it on the way here, so kind of put everything fresh in my mind for the show, which was great. So listening to them all, in this order no less, that I wrote them out in, just kind of crystallized it for me. I was like, wow, this is great. To actually listen to the playlist, which now I recommend you guys do as well, because to really listen to it, I mean, you know, it's one thing to write it down, but it's another thing to listen to it all and just be like, oh, damn, that is really, really good. Well, mine will be really fucking weird then. Yours will be weird. Well, you've got time. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to finish off my list with uh, another previous favorite song of all time of mine, and uh, still, again, a contender in as much as it made the list, uh, Valentine's Day by Bruce Springsteen which is the last song on Tunnel of Love and is a ballad. But every time I hear that song, it just takes me back to being, I'm going to say, 10 years old uh, (laughs) and sneaking into uh, my father's dresser drawer and grabbing his Walkman. (laughs) And 
And listening to the, uh, yeah, that my cassette version that I copied from the cassette of Tunnel of Love that I borrowed from the public library. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> and, nice. Then made, and then made good on This was what I burning CDs was back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and if you had a fancy stereo like ours, you could actually do high-speed dubbing. Yes. <laughs> cassette that. to cassette. Yeah. So it was it, it recorded at twice the speed and it, and played the cassette at twice the speed, so got an album copied in half the time. Awesome. That's nothing compared to burning CDs now, but whatever. No, yeah. But yeah, anytime you hear that song, it takes me so, back to yeah. yeah, it takes me back to like a uh, winter of like ninety one, ninety two, where I, I would literally be sitting listening to that. No, not the. I don't want to say the whole album. The second half of that album easily, but it's the last song of the album. It's just this really slow ballad, just about you know a man who's. It seems to me like is going through a transitional period, and is out on the road and is just missing his girl. And it's it's just a beautiful song, and it's a song that really I think he just has an incredible gift for taking a really standard chord progression and just make building a really melodic song about it. I mean, pretty much all his songs you can just play on an acoustic guitar. And, you know, he, they just always on the albums get fleshed out where they're just, they sound so much bigger. But when but you look really at them, they're simple. really basic. Yeah. yeah really, in in the same simple. way, I will give the same thing to Pink Floyd because most Pink Floyd songs are like three, maybe four chords, but they just have a way of delivering them where they sound Huge. massive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that concludes my 60 minutes of music. Yeah, and now, now nice. it's going to start to get weird and dark and, and sad because now I'm going to start saying my list. If you want to, if you want to pause this and uh, go think take about a drink, it, think about a dead pet, or uh, yeah. have, <laughs> have a cigarette, or uh, yeah, you, you wait, might, you wait might for as well, it to start raining. You might, you might as well go have a cigarette because the, the first song I have on this list is 13 minutes and 40 seconds long, Ooh. which is no doubt. Uh, no, it's Pink Floyd. Oh, okay. Well, it's, this isn't depressing. Uh, it's Shine on You, Crazy Diamond, Part One. Mm. It, it's just so relaxing to me. It's a beautiful song. Like the the whole very uh, the, the long opening with the the the, the pad that the pad meaning like the sound that just comes up and just fills the build up. The, yes, it does. It just it, it, it just starts builds and then it really just, quietly it, just, just the single strokes of the uh, the single stroke the st- single key notes that he comes in with you know din 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 and mm-hmm. it, it's I don't know it's a beautiful beautiful song and it's about you know a guy who was trying to make it big and now is fading. I believe that's what well, it was. It was about Sid Barrett, basically. It was. Who was a rising star and because of, you know, yeah. overdoing it with drugs, basically just lost it, lost it you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's a... Now f- there's a look in your eye like black holes in the sky. Yeah, exactly. Or is it dark holes? Uh-oh. Dark holes. Okay. Dark holes. Oof. Yeah, my, don't don't take my rock card away. <laughs> take my classic no, that, rock that, credentials. I don't care. I, I'm a big fan of like I'm not. I, I wouldn't say a big fan, but I'm a fan of progressive music. I don't care how long it takes you to to write, get to the end of a song. Write, <laughs> <laughs> write your masterpiece. I'll listen to the whole thing, and if like there's sections, I'll just skip over it. Whatever else. That's why I'm a fan of like Dream Theater and Opeth, and you'll see that in my list. And actually, the um. It's a good thing that that, that Chris kind of left the room because he'd be the only one to reprimand me for this. Um, the second song I have on my list is "King Nothing" by Metallica. Awesome. Right. Yeah, it it actually was the first song I ever. Well, I can't say first song, but it's a song who got that got me into the group. Um, I heard it when I was in Catholic school in eighth grade. Ha <laughs> 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 yeah, ha. When "Load" came out, I was in when seventh eighth grade in Catholic school, and I'm like, wow, this is this is pretty fucking rocking. I mean, like that year, I I heard. I heard obviously that album. I heard uh, 
What the memory hell is- remains. The, yes, the memory remains. Unforgiven, uh, two. Unforgiven two. I'm like, wow, this band's pretty good. Now I'm gonna go look in their back catalog, and holy shit, I found the Black album. Mm-hmm. And then I found fucking Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning. I'm like, ah, oh, that's it's over. Yeah. <laughs> my, I actually remember my one friend because that year I also found um, Black Sabbath. And I didn't know it was Black Sabbath because at the at the time the song by the Beastie Boys "Sabotage" uh-huh, was nice. really big on airplay, and my friends like, "Oh, I got Sabotage," and I'm thinking, "Oh shit, it's Beastie Boys!" You know, I was a top forty kid back in eighth grade, <laughs> you know. And he's like, "No, no, no, it's Black Sabbath." And I fucking put this on again, like I said, Catholic school, and I'm listening to fucking Ozzy talk about Satan and shit. <laughs> you know, this song is yeah. fucking great. <laughs> So um, that's what the other side of the world is like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm waiting for these guys to make fun of me, but the third song is The Drapery Falls by Opeth. I'm not going to make fun of that. It is a, it is a great song, but it's, my only thing with Opeth is it's very melancholy and I can't listen to it all the time. As much yeah, as I like it. That and the fact that all the songs that aren't melancholy are all uh, death vocals. They're all the growl, guttural vocals. Yeah, which doesn't do it for me. Yeah, because when, whenever he does sing, it's all very melancholy, very depressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. Damnation's no, it, it, a great album. Yeah. Like, but, uh, like I said before, anyone who's not a fan of Opeth, go pick up that album first. Yeah. Unless the, you're a metalhead like I am, pick up Damnation first. If you're a metalhead, pick up the album that this song is off of, uh, Blackwater Park. It's or fantastic. Watershed. You think Blackwater Park first? Oh, no. Blackwater Park first. Okay. Blackwater Park first. No, no, okay. no. Okay, I got you. Um, Watershed's good. Blackwater Park first. Um, this is the song that got me into Opeth. Um, I originally... I, I, when I had MySpace back in fucking 2005, I thought originally they were misspelling Otep, the other band Otep, with that dumbass singer talking uh, about fucking politics and bullshit. Awful. I thought they were just misspelling it, and then all of a sudden I found out this is an actual fucking other band called Opeth. And the first song I downloaded was this and a bunch of other stuff from the Blackwater Park album, and holy shit, I was blown away with the way that Mikkel writes, and as much as melancholy Chris says it is, it's a fantastic, starts off nice and sung vocals and then it just gets dark and the way he transitions all his music is fantastic it's like he's writing an orchestra and but then you, you can hear it because he's highly influenced by Maiden so yeah, yeah. the next here song comes. Oh, is a dream is. here it comes yeah. it's from their live at Budokan CD or DVD CD act um, it's Hollow Years now why because I've known I've known about your list now for a while leading up to this why the live version because the emotion that he puts behind, like obviously in Hollow Hollow Years, Who? John Patricia. Okay, and I think the singing's better on Labrie's part too. I, I don't know; it just sounds a bit different live. Like Hollow Years in general, the song is a very, very. Um, I don't even want to say uplifting because it's not uplifting. It's it's almost like, um, you know, he's not the man you're thinking. You know, it has an uplifting message. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. But you know, she's not the type of girl you you dreamed about and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. But, like, the solo that he puts into the live version, mm-hmm. as much as he would normally do, like, a billion notes per second, like every other fucking Dream Theater song, it, there's a lot... He does it for a little bit, and even the intro solo with, like, the really flamenco stuff, mm-hmm. he, there's a lot more soul, a lot more feeling into it, and, you know, I know Chris and I have discussed it before, where, like, his solos typically sound very mechanical, and they're, like, he's just trying to play it's as many technique. notes. technique. Yeah. It's a lot Whereas of technique. Whereas in this, in this song, in the specific live version... You can feel the emotion he's trying to put into it. He's trying to put the, 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 I guess, the love, you would say, into the solo 
of this song. I, okay. I believe it's one of the better, ver- the better version of this song. Okay, I was, I have been curious about that for a while, and really? I purposely wanted to save it for when we did it on the show. As far as asking you the reason why, because yeah. I felt it. That whole, I mean, I that whole CD is fantastic, but I, I like that song. It the is most. their one live CD that I like listening to. I will say, I just yeah. hate his, I just hate the way his guitar sounds on the live albums. Really? Yeah, compared to the studio albums, it just sounds so muddy and, I don't know. The Live at Budokan, though, sounded great, and the song lineup was awesome. And here's my song that may be tied into the other three guys, but it's by a different band. I have a Hysteria too. Yeah, but it's by Muse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for those... I knew that. Yeah. Which, I could see that Which one. is great. It, it is a great yeah. song. Yeah. It is. But, again, like I was saying before, I chose this song for primarily one reason... The bass line. Which is badass. It's it really fucking is. Ama- I mean, it's simple. It it, it's not like it's so ridiculously complex and, oh my God, I have to go study for eight hours just to learn the first opening four bars. <laughs> you know, it's just, the, the, you know, he has, I, I'm, I believe he uses the Big Muff Pie, which is a... Uh, Ooh, a, distortion pedal. Distortion pedal for yeah, the bass. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing about that name I don't like. <laughs> that sounds but delicious. It, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, in, in a no, vaginal sense. <laughs> but no, it, Both it's just so. Pie? It, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Give me some of that. It's, it just sounds so gnarly. That's the only word I can think of. Yeah, it's just, it is it's, gnarly. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just. It's just yeah, it's yeah. in your face. Dirty and wrong. Yes, yeah. yes. It's yes. like it's it's the sound of anal sex. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, anal cunt. Um, <laughs> uh, are they on your list too? No, <laughs> no. That's a band. God, yeah. That's a band. Yes, I'm Let's not clarify. That up. We, yeah, we didn't just pull that out of nowhere. There's a band called <laughs> Anal Cunt. <gasps> God forbid. <laughs> There's a band called that too. They're probably uh, not on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, they are. Are they? Are yeah, they, they really? are. Are they really? Uh, last time I checked, they are. Wow. Yeah, and they're name isn't blanked out either really i don't think so because it's the name of the band uh, maybe i don't I know it would just be a dash 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 yeah right <laughs> c dash dash t so anyway. you mean their songs won't make the next kids pop album <laughs> uh, maybe they, they should yeah. someone needs to get on that <laughs> no but i absolutely love the bass line in that song and and, and the, the fact that it's, it's about being hysterical just going crazy you know yeah. Um, the next song is my Rush song. It's YYZ. Mm. As much as you can't choose one Rush song out of the multitude they have, with impossible. Yeah, I like instrumentals in general, and La Hence Villa. The progressive. Yeah, it's you progressive know. too. La Villa Stra- Strangiato. Strangiato, right? Yep. I didn't hear that until after I wrote this list, but I still feel that YYZ tops it. It's twice as long as YYZ, too. You would have had to shorten your yeah, list. Yeah, you're right. It's like over nine minutes. Yeah. So. I mean, it's got all movements and everything else like that. But, like, no, I think yeah. YYZ is fantastic. It showcases each of the players' individual abilities. I mean, they even break down, like, literally, you know, uh, Getty does his, Neil does his part, and then Neil does, mm-hmm. or uh, Alex does his solo. Wasn't Neil that great joined. live, Jack? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just point out that uh, I, <sighs> I did mention the, <laughs> about the concert. Uh, to Andrew, and uh, he did, in fact, turn it down. Yeah, well, I didn't have money. Whatever. Not because I wasn't a fan. You were, well. Now you it's time to chance. get back into the metal. Next song, Slayer, Disciple. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise known as God Hates Us All. <laughs> well, it's from the album God Hates Us yeah, it's All. It's from the, the album. The he, chorus is. Yeah, the God chorus is God Hates Us All. And I like it not only it's for. tough the, to pick one Slayer song, too. Again, yes. I will say. But not only do I like it for the chorus and like the entire meaning, because I'm like as 
much as I was, I was raised Catholic and everything like that. <laughs> That's I've, why you think God hates us. <laughs> exactly. Catholic guilt. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Every Marilyn Manson fan I met in high school had gone to Catholic school through eighth grade. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like, you no, know, listening to it, and like, you know, it's like um, about how like we've become so obsessed with war and death and famine and things like that. It, you know, God doesn't care about us anymore. And you say this is a Slayer song? Yeah, I don't no get kidding. It. I no. don't get it. No, no. I don't. It's so strange. No, yeah, I know. This one, this album must have been a departure. It had to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, that and I love the complete 180. That the fact that um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Tom Araya. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is a practicing Christian. He is. He's a very devout. Yeah, very devout, very devout, very devout. And he turned around and actually, if you watch the metal doctor, documentary, even Sam Duncan, Metal Headbangers Journey. Yeah. Yes, he turns around and says, it's, "This is art. Mm-hmm. I can destroy this if God told me to," and he would. Because he, <laughs> but, well, because he's devout. Yes. But, well, and at the same time, he does say, you know, but it's a great, great idea for a song. It's a great fucking <laughs> you know? t- song title. <laughs> And um, it is great, no, great is. subject matter, and, and they're they're not a they're not he's not so up his own ass about his religion that he wouldn't do that in a yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he, you know, he's not he, trying he to push his beliefs go to hell on everybody. For something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He realizes that there are people out there that are going to buy this simply because you know he says God hates us, and there are other people out there that are going to listen to the lyrics and go, "Wow, he's kind of right." You know, who cares about the fact that yeah. he's saying God hates us? But at the same time, he's not so not so serious about it that he's like, yeah. "Oh, I can't. This is blasphemy. I can't say this." Yeah, no, and then Carrie King no, would quit the band. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jeff Hanneman would too. Probably. Probably. Um, the next song is kind of a duplicate because Slayer covered it. But uh, I want to give props to both the people who did it. Um, the original song was written by Minor Threat. It's called Guilty of Being White, mm. uh-huh. which are all four of us in this room. <laughs> who are. turned you on that song, Andrew? That, that'd be Chris and Dan because you know, Dan was a big fan too. He did. Um, it came from the. 80s hardcore scene, the original hardcore scene. The only fucking hardcore scene. <laughs> That's for another show, but uh, yeah, 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 it really is the only hardcore scene. You know, another, you know, what, what's, what, how long is this? A minute and six seconds. It's another just in your face, balls <laughs> to the wall fucking scream fest. I mean, the original production of the song by uh, Minor Threat is very, very rough. Was like two, three chord rock, three chord. And if that, yeah, and it just goes. <laughs> I don't even know if the chords he, change. Right? <laughs> I think it's just and it's written noise. about. It's written from the guy's perspective in California about he went to a school that was primarily, you know, what we would consider minorities. It was all minorities. He was the minority, and you know they talk. You know, so all he got in high school was like, oh, you know, you're white, you'll get a better job than me, and you'll, you know, you must be part of a Ku Klux Klan and blah blah. blah. And he turns around and was like, no, you know, I respect everybody, but just because I'm white. Now I'm the minority. Now I'm going to be caught being guilty of being white. The whole thing. Oh, what is it? It's like a. You mean how he references like I'm sorry for things that happened two hundred yeah, years, yeah, two years, years ago, as far as yeah, slavery and you know, all that. I've, yeah. I've served nineteen years of my crime because he's a, he's white and he's only nineteen years old and that's all he's got all his life. Is right. Badgering. Yeah. From the other you know other people. Um, the next song is actually Which, and Slayer did an amazing cover of it. Oh, of course, yeah, they there. did complete complete amazing cover to it. The next song is a complete departure, but it was my wedding song. It was the dance that my wife and I went to. It was a love song. Mm. Uh, shut the fuck up. Um, what an asshole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Get that heckler out of here. Who was that? <laughs> um, it's the 311 version of love song. Have some song. respect. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> it's, the th- it's the 311 yeah. version of the lo- of his love song. Like The Cure version's good, but I think... The, the vibe of the 311 song comes across better. It's more chill. Yeah. It's um, 
better to dance. It's easier to dance to in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my cousin danced it at his wedding too. Did he? So. They slowed it down a little bit. Just from, a from, little. from the cure, just a little bit from the cure version. I mean, but it's not so. Yeah. Te- it's not so like the cure is very techno, not like techno, like yeah, boom, 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 techno. But I mean, like new keyboards, wave. Yeah, new wave, wave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As opposed to the three eleven, which is obviously more reggae, and that, this would be three eleven is only one. I guess you could, could classify as a reggae type band that I listen to, you know, because typically, you know, like Bob Marley and the Whalers and things like that. I'm not a big fan of the song I'm ending on. Is another one where I want to uh, give props to both both artists. The original song is by uh, Don Henley and the uh, tribute, I guess you could say, is by the band called the Ataris. It's Boys of Summer. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Which uh, I think is in a, another one of those storyteller songs where, you know, guy meets girl, girl goes away because she wants to find other playmates, if you will, because all these boys come into the town during the summer and the, the guy that she initially found turns around and be like, all right, when they all leave, I'm still going to be here. Fucking A. You know, and mm. that was pretty much my love life throughout high school. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, I'm going, you know, whatever it was, whether it was actually during summer or whatever, no, I'm still going to be here. You know, you go off and go fuck fuck your life up, but nope, I'm going to still be here, you know? True. So, but yeah. And it, it's very relatable. Yeah, exactly. That, that's my that's my emo song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like I do like the what the Atari's did with it though, where they changed it from dead to dead deadhead to black dead flag. To, yes, yeah. I thought that, that was that great. Was relatable. It was, yeah, you know, it's just the generation it's a new change. era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. It was it was definitely moving the song along a generation, which I thought was really really good. That and the fact I thought that, that was a nice know, touch. Given Henry Rollins a kind of a nod. True. You know. Yeah, definitely. And he's. I'm a fan. As much as I disagree with him a lot, I'm still a huge fan of his uh, spoken word and whatnot. Well, because he's educated. Yes, he's, exactly. He's, he knows. He may. He. I may not well like aware. what he talks about, but he. He knows. He reads. All right, everybody. That's it for this week. This has been Jack. This is Ryan. This is Chris. And this is Andrew. And this has been the only podcast that matters. Yeah.